everyone, and welcome back to Dave Beck's Fantasy Football Podcast. This podcast will be presented on tape delay from last evening and hopefully sent out uh, here um, this morning to you. So this is the week five in review here in Big Don's Fantasy Football League. So let's talk about the week that was here in the league. So in week number five, had some good matchups here in Big Don's Fantasy Football League here this week. And the first one I want to talk about is quite arguably now... We need some sort of like league historian who can go back and take a look into these matters. That would be an awesome thing to have here on the pod. I'm sure everyone has a lot of time to uh, sit and delve into stats from many, many years ago. But the matchup between myself and Mr. Johnny Murble, I beat Johnny Murble 143 to 131. It was an A-plus matchup. Now, I don't have these numbers in front of me, but I believe this very possibly could be the highest scoring matchup in the history of our league. So... I have a guy, Christian McCaffrey, who scores 42 points, and I still go into the Monday night game with a chance to lose. I get a nice game from Chris Carson, he gets 18, and I get Cortland Sutton with 15. Again, it's my revolving door wide receiver. So, basically, I'm going to start Keenan Allen every week. But then I have Robert Woods, Cortland Sutton, um, I have Gallup, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and Tyler Boyd. So I have five receivers for two spots because I'm not going to sit, you know, Keenan Allen, even though he does nothing. It seems to me <clears throat> every week I do this, the wide receivers that I choose to not play decide to go off. So I get on my bench, Boyd scores 18 points, Gallup scores 17 points, Scantling doesn't do much. But playing for me, Cortland Sutton is able to get, he only gets four targets, but one of them is a huge touchdown. Robert Woods gets four points, Keenan Allen gets one point. So I get... Screwed by my wide receivers yet again, but I somehow managed to pull out the win. Now, you're just smashing it. It gets monster games, <coughs> career games for Michael Thomas, Thomas and Adam Thielen. I don't know if Thomas has ever scored 30 points and Adam Thielen scored 25. Sony Michelle has laid dormant the entire season. This guy's to get 18 points against the hapless Redskins. And George Kittle has his best game of the season getting connecting on a long touchdown. Uh, now... Going into this game, Johnny Murble had Tevin Coleman in the flex. If he would have played Tevin Coleman, I understand why he didn't. He was less listed as questionable. Looked like he was not going to play in this game. So he decides to throw in the rookie wide receiver, Debo Stole My Bike Samuel instead. Debo Samuel gets .3 points. Tevin Coleman scores 15. So John Murble would have won if he would have played him in the flex. This was like a couple weeks ago. I had Robert Woods, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. I tried to decide to play Scantling. I roll the dice, and Travis beats me if I would have played Woods. So it's kind of that woulda, coulda, shoulda thing. It seems like more often than not, like if you're taking a multiple-choice test, go with the right, go with, you know, letter C. <laughs> go with your first gut instinct. You end up, you start playing those guys that are a bit of a wild card, and it finds out it usually bites you, and it does here in a great matchup. The matchup of the season so far, I take him down 143 to 131. Our next matchup here that we had in week number five was between the Lazy Bones and the Van Buren boys. Nothing to sneeze at. A nice win here for Donnie as he wins 120-94. to Has a nice game here from uh, David Johnson. David Johnson actually has... I was kind of worried about him coming into the season. Kind of those <clears throat> old legs. He's been beat up a little bit. You have a feeling you're going to have to throw the ball a lot with a rookie like Kyler Murray. But David Johnson has proved to be very good and very worthy of a first-round pick. Now, Marlon Mack from the Flex... David Johnson and Marlon Mack have been that one-two punch. I've said it here, I've said, I've said it once, I'll say it again. You have a one-two punch in running back, you have a chance to win every single season. Now, that's something I don't have. I've got my stud running back in Christian McCaffrey, and I've got Joe Mixon and Chris Carson, who are kind of, you know, are doing okay, but <laughs> I wish I had here what, uh, what Donnie has on his roster. Wayne Gallman Jr. does nothing. Looks like he might not even play next week, so that could be a waste of the waiver on that one. 
And Zach Ertz finally gets into the end zone, gets 11 points here in this one. Juju Smith-Schuster also has a nice game as well. But now without Mason Rudolph, without Ben Roethlisberger, what is going to happen to, you would think, the plummeting value of a Juju Smith-Schuster? For the Bones, gets a nice game here from Dalvin Cook, scores almost 20 points, <laughs> and a really nice game from Philip Lindsay, who gets 20. Now, Philip Lindsay keeps this up. I had him two years ago on my horrible, horrible team, and when he's getting the majority of the touches over uh, Royce Freeman, Philip Lindsay could be an absolute steal, even with a name like his. Nick Chubb gets 10 points against the Niners, did run the ball <laughs> well, but they, for some reason, just did not choose to keep feeding him the ball like they should have here in that game. Philip Dorsett, uh, doesn't do anything here, leaves this game, gets zero points, and Aaron Rodgers, again, a very pedestrian game for the quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Stephon Diggs, who knows what's going to happen with him here in the future, but he gets just under five points and doesn't do much here in this one. Justin Tucker, 16 points for the kicker, very nice one. And what about this? The Niner defense <coughs> scores 19 points. Now, I've been a Niner fan my entire life. I don't think since the days of Bryant Young and Dana Stubblefield have the Niners been able to put 19 points up on defense. A very, very nice game here. And a nice little play here for Donnie. DJ Moore. He's turned, been a, turned out to be a good little receiver, I think, for Carolina. With Kyle Allen at the helm and not Cam Newton, you wouldn't expect big things. But he's actually been fairly decent. And Dak Prescott quietly has been one of the top five quarterbacks in the league this year. A nice win for Donnie. 122-94. Our next matchup, the Flutie Flakes against Mr. Travis Sailing. It's a bit of a whooping this week as the Flutie Flakes wins at 142-85. 140 points, the second highest point total of the week. Will Fuller. So last week, I absolutely scoffed at this trade. I said, oh, Curtis Samuel for Will Fuller. One pedestrian, kind of no-name wide receiver for another. For whatever reason, Deshaun Watson has just not built that rapport with, wide, with stud wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins this year. Because of that, Will Fuller is able to score three touchdowns and well over 100 yards has a monster, monster game. I believe he was the second highest point total score of the week besides my running back Christian McCaffrey. You got a guy with 40 points in... Unless it's some kind of fluke deal like it was with Murble this year, you're almost guaranteed to win. He gets nothing from Mike Evans in this game. Gets 40 from Will Fuller. Gets nothing from Greg Olson. <laughs> Let's go into history books. Has a team ever won where two players score zero points like wide receiver Mike Evans and tight end Greg Olson? You get a guy with 40, you're going to make up for it. As uh, <coughs> Audrey is crawling past me, I might have to uh, pause the pod here to make sure she doesn't uh, put her hands on any electrical outlets. So 140 here. Travis Sailing, uh, Devontae Freeman has been very, very mediocre this season. He gets 13 points. Sammy Watkins gets nothing in this game. So three players with nothing from both Ross. You don't see it very often. Odell Beckham Jr. only uh, scores less than three points. He didn't do anything <coughs> last week against me as well. Josh Gordon has an okay game, and James Conner does okay. Now, if you're Travis moving forward... A little alarming. Now, this is a team came into this game undefeated, but some of his stars are just not producing. You gotta get more from Odell Beckham Jr. if you're gonna win the championship. You expect the report to continue. You expect it to get better with quarterback Baker Mayfield, but you never know. They gotta get there into that practice field. The same with James Conner and Devontae Freeman. What's gonna happen? I would also argue that James Conner's gonna get a little bit better with all these injuries to the quarterback positions. They're gonna be passing the ball to the tight end. They're gonna be running the ball a little bit more. So I expect him to do okay, but Devontae Freeman, same thing. His skills look like they've diminished a little bit here moving forward. So we'll see. If I'm Travis Sealing, hey, I've got two of the best quarterbacks in the league. I got one on the bench. Trade bait. Trade him. Get a receiver. Get a running back. Get something to shore up that team a little bit. Let's see if he does it moving forward. All right, our next matchup here was the Never Answer Norbies against Mr. Ian Sullivan's Fetich. Now, 
Eric only scores 96 points. This could have been the week to take him down. But Ian Sullivan Svetich lays an absolute egg. Only scores 78 points here in this one. Lamar Jackson, only 10 points. His lowest point total of the season. Cooper Cup has another great game. Cooper Cup very quietly has been a top five wide receiver in fantasy football this year, much to the chagrin of Robert Woods owners like myself, gets just a shade under 18 points, and Godwin, another monster game, almost 25 points for the Tampa Bay Bucks wide receiver. Alvin Kamara gets 11 points, has a nice game here from the running back position, and David Montgomery has proved to be as talented as they thought when they spent a early round pick on him as he gets 10 points. Mark Ingram gets 11 points here for Ian Sullivan's fetish, and Leonard Fournette has been really, really good the last couple weeks. He gets just a shade under 20 points here in this one. <coughs> so, not much to say about this one. Just kind of a nice little win for Eric Wilson. But the win will improve him to 5-0 and as he is currently the only undefeated team in the league moving forward. And our last matchup. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't see this. The highest scoring point on the league this week was the Studs. 151 points as they lay the whooping on William Witherow, 151 to 93. Deshaun Watson gets 39 points. Wow. Aaron Jones gets 42. You get a guy, you get two guys to score 35 plus. There's no way you're going to lose. Even when the just okay Ezekiel Elliott game where he gets 15 points. Travis Kelsey doesn't do much here. Travis Kelsey really hasn't done much all season kind of comparatively to his skill set. LaShawn McCoy gets 0.3 points, isn't able to do much in this one. Amari Cooper, I'll have to look at the stats. <coughs> I believe he's like a top three receiver this year. He gets 29 points, looks really, really good in this one. Gets an okay game, DeAndre Hopkins. Not nearly the production of a now flutie-flaked wide receiver, Will Fuller the fifth, as Hopkins gets nine points and looks pretty good in this one. And that kind of revolving door of running backs for the Kansas City Chiefs, Williams gets three and a half, and McCoy gets nothing for Tristan, so they kind of even out each other on that one. So, tough one for the Witherow, but a big, big statement win for Tristan Klein, putting up 150 points. So, moving forward, he's going to be a tough team to beat Daddy, here in this league. Can you give me my craft so I can make something for the thing? Craft book is coming right after the pod, so that's going to have to do it for the podcast. We've got craft books need to be handed out here, folks. We need to do some crafts. Helen, what are you thinking on the crafts uh, for tonight? What kind of crafts are we going to do? We're making something for the fairies instead. So making sure the fairies get a house. We found a fairy village in the forest last evening. So this is Dave Beck signing off saying good luck, good pods, and we'll see you soon. Don't forget for this special segment from Mr. Travis Sailing, we're looking for the stud player of the week. And if you have something for the pod, let me know as well. This is Dave Beck saying signing off, saying good luck, good fantasy football, and we'll see you next time for the week six preview.